0: How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Forrest, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Authentic Brand Mastery podcast brought to you by Change Creator. This is your host, Adam Force. Um, you know, if you missed the last episode, it was with Chris Nealon. He's the founder of a company called Colt. We get into all kinds of good stuff. Um, it's all about creating engaging audiences, all right? Um, a lot of good perspective shifts there. I've had some really interesting feedback from people. So if you missed that one, I would definitely go back and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Um so right now we have, uh, some, we have a number of projects getting ready to get off the ground. So that's really exciting. And, and it's been really fun working through these projects with some of our clients. Um, for those of you who are not up to speed, our brand studio is a new division of the company that we started this year. Um, and we've been really excited because people were knocking on our door from our course and asking for, um, you know, support with developing their brands and really like turning their website into a sales tool that st- tells us, story and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's an approach that we take is very authentic and creates an emotional connection with customers. Right. Um, but most importantly, we want to get results, which means leads, sales, things like that. This is a valuable piece of real estate. Um, so we have, I think three client projects coming to an end and we're going to be opening the doors, uh, for some new people. Um, Right now we have two spots opening up. So if you're in that place where you're ready to, you know, uh, reimagine your brand or upgrade your brand and, you know, bring the identity to life and set up your website to really, you know, get results for you, um, you know, reach out. You can go to studio.changecreator.com. Again, that's studio.changecreator.com and you can book a call and uh, you'll learn a little bit more on that page, see some testimonials, all that good stuff, of course. And then just book a call and you'll talk with me and we'll dive into a conversation to kind of figure out where you're at and if it makes sense. Um, it's really a process of, of applying and we got to see if you're a good fit. All right. So yeah, you guys could do that. And um, don't forget to stop by iTunes, leave us a review. We always appreciate it. And, you know, you know what we're gonna dive right in. I got no other announcements that I'm gonna share this morning. We'll just dive right into um, uh, one other thing. We might bring some people on to do a workshop on your brand voice. I think that'll be a lot of fun too. So uh, that could be really cool. So keep an eye out for that. We're gonna we're gonna test the waters and see if everybody's into it. All right. And today I want to take some time to talk about how you can increase your monthly revenues predictably by setting up your branding and the role that branding plays in driving revenue. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're gonna dig this. All right, let's talk branding and how that actually contributes to our monthly revenues. Um, This is so important and people do have a misconception of branding, guys. I mean, it happens all the time. I talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and, you know, we quickly assume it's just the identity, the visual aspect. That's your branding. It's the colors, the logos. Um, This happens more and more in the online entrepreneur world today as that continues to boom. Um, and, And... it, it, it's a very big mistake to make because what branding really is, let's just set the stage before we get into money and all that kind of stuff. Um, branding is about how we make people feel. And I think that a John Sachs, he, he made a really great testimonial. Let me just pull that up. So what he said was your corporate or personal brand is a story unfolding across all customer touch points. That's exactly right. Cause it's, it's, and that, Across all customer touch points is a very important part of that. And the story unfolding, the story unfolds not just contextually, meaning the, the, the words we, that we use, the messages, but also the visual the visual is part of the story, right? We've heard, we've heard people say a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, so having visual as part of the expression of your brand branding is your story, right? And now as far as it goes, as far as across all customer touch points, we need that consistency. Let me give you a quick, uh, a stat from lucid press. So Lucid Press did a report on branding and what they found is that when all of this stuff is done right, right? Brand consistency is appreciated by customers so much that it's consistent presentation across all those touch points has been seen to increase revenue by 33% alone, right? So when companies got their shit together and they had a consistent presentation of good branding, that was seen to increase revenue by 33%, right? I mean, that that right there is just a mind-blowing statistic, right? I have other statistics, too, that are really cool about how um, a brand story uh, will increase sales. Um, One of the number one... Uh, factors from us.gov that people said was most important to trust a brand and buy from them was good design. Now, early in the early 2000s, and when the internet started booming, ugly design converted. And I got to be honest, I will tell you now, ugly design can still convert, um, but it's not about that. It's because they have a very good message. And now, as we get into branding and how we make people feel, you have to start wondering, well, how does that make me more money? So I have this, like, what is, how do we make feeling? Okay. So let me explain. You have to understand that there are components that we have to get really good at. And that is your brand strategy. A brand strategy is made up of different things, right? So I'll break it into sections because there's lots of little things from Promise Vision, all these different things, right? So the the first thing is the soul of the business, I like to call it. And that is going to be, you know, why are we here? What's the promise we're making? What's the vision, and mission? Where are we going with all this? And that kind of cr- starts creating the soul of like what you stand for, and that's really important, right? We we have to really pin that down. And all of a sudden, when you do that right, you get some like directional clarity. So that's part of it. And I and remember this this brand strategy. Just so you're you're clear with like maybe a quick little metaphor here it's kind of like you, you wouldn't build a house without a blueprint, right? This is your blueprint or North Star for everything you're doing to make your mar- marketing successful. So when you're creating a consistent presentation and you want to um, ha- create a feeling that attracts the right customers and resonates with them, um, we have to first go through this brand strategy process to to really like think through it and create our blueprint, right? So that first section was the soul of the business. And now the the other another section that's really important is going to be the operating system. It's like, well, what is the culture, the values and all these things that we have to get really clear on so that we know as that as we Operate as a business, right? Think of it as like a person, right? Your brand is like a person. Um, what is that? How do they function? What kind of a person are they? What and so when you create culture and values, it starts determining how you actually do things, like the operating system of a computer. The computer will function a certain way. According to however that operating system is set up, right? And you know the next thing that's going to be really important is understanding the um, what I call the perfect customer. I mean, we really this is this is like beyond important, <laughs> and I'm going to get into why, and I'm, I'm going to tie this into how this is making you money. You probably start getting an inkling here, but we have to go through really important steps to understand not only who the customer is, like where they're from and how old and all that basic stuff, but you know dreams, hopes, fears, frustrations, language they use, you know uh, pains that they have in their lives. Like, and it's it, it's funny because I get e-commerce clients, and it's like I'm selling you know some kind of snack food or something, and we're talking about hopes and dreams for people. people. Right. And yeah, it's, it's actually really important because this plays a role in our marketing messages. Right. And it makes them very, very powerful. Um, so really getting clear on that. And, you know, a lot of times we can dig into a lot of different areas to kind of map that stuff out, whether it's from past clients and there's ways to think through it. Like, where to put your energy, because a lot of times people will say, well, I can, um, my product is good for many, many people. I can, I can help different segments of people. And that's great. So I always refine that when I work with people and I'm like, but who do you help the most that we add those two words on the most, and you start prioritizing. Um, a great example was, you know, uh, with, um, Pure Vita, I think it was a pure, yeah, Pure Vita, and no, vitamin water, Pure Vita. I think um, a vitamin water will be a good example. So I was talking to Bernard Schroeder. He's like a brand, brand, branding uh, legacy. This guy, and so he did like Amazon and Yahoo and and vitamin water, all that stuff. And so essentially, they were first when they came out. It was kind of this unique concept, and they're like, oh shit, like you know, nobody, everyone's like, what the hell is vitamin water? Like right now it sounds normal because we've been normalized. It's, it's, it's a thing that we're familiar with, but in the beginning, it's like, what the heck is that? But they, they could have, it's, it's relevant for moms, kids, anybody that wants to drink, right? A soft drink, but their first segment, they could help the most were people who were more in the health conscious category, right? So they didn't waste their time, energy, money, resources, trying to create marketing strategies and messages and all that stuff for all these other segments cuz you have to realize your whole message everything changes for each segment so you don't have the resources most likely for several different segments and i'm not saying you can't cast a wider net uh, you can and that's a whole other conversation about um where people are on the journey to buy but you do want to know who you're helping the most all right so that's a very important part of this process to pin down um, and then you got to really understand your positioning in the marketplace. Like, how are we being different? Um, and as you start building all of this information out, there's one more section. There's also our our identity. So it's like the personality, the feel, and all these things. Um, you know, you you would you would hear someone talk about like you can take a couple approaches like it's like well if you were going to describe a celebrity person who has a personality like your brand what would it be or an animal and people do all kinds of wacky ways of getting their minds wrapped around this stuff but that is going to start being the the visual identity and you know when we talk about feel and tone and all that stuff It is creating the personality of this this brand, right? It's the personality and how how it interacts with people and what it feels like with people. Um, So now we're mapping out all this stuff in the brand strategy, which becomes this blueprint for your business. And once you have it, you're like, oh God, it's like, and it's like a Bible. And does it ever change? Yeah. Like, you know, you know, businesses have to adapt to the market and what's going on. And we and so that stuff you revisit every so often and you can refine and, and modify, but that gives you a lot of clarity. Um, and when you have that in your brand book, we usually give people a brand book you know, you hand that to third parties and things like that. So where does the money come in, Adam? (laughs) Okay. So now that we understand that, let me just talk about the money. Um, you know, you have, you know, people will say things like, I don't need a website. No, you don't need a website. I don't need a brand strategy. No, you don't need a brand strategy. I agree with you 100%. Um, <laughs> right. And that's fine. You don't need it. Need is a very, um, specific word that says you don't, you know, like you can go without it. It doesn't mean that running your business will be better or easier. It's actually going to be a lot harder, but no, you don't need it. Um, if I had to go cut down a hundred trees, I don't need a chainsaw. I can use an ax and I can fumble my way through for months trying to do that while I rip my hands apart or I can get the chainsaw and I can cut down all the trees, right? So no, we don't need these things and we have to be very careful about where we're getting our information because if we have doubts, desperation, we start listening to all these gurus. You have a, I literally was just reading an ad. I love, I save ads all the time. I love them. I'm reading somebody like, you should never do paid advertising until you reach $30,000 or $50,000 a month in organic. Oh, by the way, we can show you organic strategies and how to do that in Facebook groups. So, you know, it's like everyone's setting up these rules and laws and all these things. And then I have other people who make like $40 million, one of my mentors, and, you know, they will say, after you have three to five customers, um, you know, you can replicate the process. And if you know their, if you know the customer really well from your brand strategy, yeah, start running ads and scaling, <laughs> right? So you get very different perspectives. Both can probably bring you some kind of success, but there's a lot of garbage tactics out there. People are trying to sell and the market is pretty saturated. So um, you gotta be careful with that stuff. Now, if you are, if you are, going to be smart, you realize that all a website is, is real estate online, right? So if you're like, if you're like looking at it as, whoa, I have this domain, all this stuff. No, it's just pages of real estate that are very valuable because you own them. You're not renting it out like on Wix or anything else. That's why I, I don't like, I'm not a fan of things like Wix and Squarespace and all that crap, okay? Um, I like to have full ownership. I like to have control, flexibility, customization, and I want to be able to grow into something uh, the way I want to without requiring a lot of custom development to work around a platform that is closed, Um it is not, uh, it's closed like where, you know, it's not open and um, open source. So, you know, things like WordPress are a very flexible, powerful platform. You can pretty much customize it until you're blue in the face. And if you realize that, hey, this real estate is super valuable, it's a sales opportunity. This is sales real estate. It is foolish to, to make your life more difficult in trying to operate your business without it. Today, when someone learns about your business, what's the first thing they're gonna do? They're gonna look you up and they do a spot check. Like if you drove up to, if you're like, hey, uh, I heard about this dentist and I'm gonna have this guy go work on my teeth and you go and you drive up and you're like, oh, and you pull up to this building that's like, you know, falling apart and stuff, and it's like terrible, um, you know, you're going to run away. So that's like the first impression. If you don't even have a website and you just have some like Instagram channel or something, I'm not saying you can't get customers. I'm just saying it doesn't help you, (laughs) okay? You know, people have expectations today that if you are doing well, not only are you online, but you are going to be presented in a way that feels good. It's professional, it's clear, you really resonate with them, right? The more you hammer those connections, the more trust you build, which means the more customers you get and the more loyalty and long-term reoccurring sales you get. Now, the brand strategy, because we get so clear about everything, especially our perfect customer, we understand what we call hot buttons, right? We understand the hot buttons and we start creating this online identity that represents who we are. It's authentic, it's genuine, it tells our story. We have, our story is unfolding like we talked about in the beginning and it makes connections with people emotionally. And so when we're making those connections, um, we need the information to hit the hot buttons. And so like an example for me would be, I was looking for pool vacuums because <laughs> I live in South Florida and my pool is surrounded by like a rainforest. And you know, they had, infer- there was a pool vacuum company who I went to their website. Some of them are just God awful. And I will, I leave websites if they're terrible. I'm like, oh, I can't even deal with this. This a terrible company. And I don't trust that the rest of the business is actually going to be functioning in a way that I want to do business with them. Like if they can't even get the website right, what what does that say about the rest of their operations and and how uh, successful um, whatever solution or product I'm going to buy is going to be, right? There's no care, right? And, but I found a company that actually did really well. And they specifically said everything I needed to hear picks up sand and dirt, small things, picks up large leaves and and other things. And everything that was a pain point for me, it hammered it. It was like they were, they were here interviewing me in South Florida and they made this pool vacuum for people with pools in South Florida because it was very specific. And that is what captured me, but I would never have gotten to reading all that and getting that far. If they didn't make a good first impression, so that trust factor is huge. Remember what I said about that stat from US.gov. Um, they, their usability.gov. Um, they, they people prioritize design as one of the most important factors when making a buying decision, and that is because of trust. Everyone will say, "Oh, attention is a scarce resource today." And I completely disagree. I think attention, anyone can buy attention. It's called advertising. No big deal. But, you know, and, and, and yeah, they say people have three second attention spans. However, the people that are most interested in buying, they read long form sales letters. They watch two hour webinars, right? So attention is not a problem, but trust is And if we're not building trust into our marketing, we have an even bigger issue. So, you know, when we have the brand strategy pinned down, all of a sudden we can start creating this, building our real estate online in a way that is like, Magnetic to our perfect customer because it visually appeals to them, it builds the trust, and then our messages resonate, they hit the hot buttons, they sign up, they get to know you personally. I I love like watching shows like The Voice because it's a great example of two things. One, you have an example of when people hear the backstories of the artist and they have relatable live instances, like if someone's like, oh, I've this is just, I don't know why it always comes to mind, but it's like, oh, if I had cancer and I overcame it and then everyone in the audience is like, oh my God, like I've been there or I had a hard childhood doing X, Y, and Z and then they get all these letters of people saying, I know exactly how you feel and so they fall in love with that person and they have a deeper connection beyond just liking their music. So now they really like that person which makes them love their music and this is how we start building super fans, right? All these touch points are, brand of great experience, good products, how we speak to them, how we do things. It all starts coming together at all these touch points. And this is how we start building super fans. All right. And the other interesting part about the voice, I call this the butterfly effect. Okay. So in the butterfly effect, you know, people start at the voice and they're going to be like trying out. And if, if the judges see potential, they they are invited to come back and they're going to be on the show and get this whole process started but in the in the first you know run you have people who are coming in and they are you know they've been gigging around town they barely getting by financially and all this stuff as the show goes on they have a coach who's saying, oh, put more emotion here, emphasize this, do that. And as the show goes on, they start evolving, which is really fun to watch, right? Not only are they getting better as singers and becoming more refined, but they are even finding their identity, and by the end of the show they're dressed way differently than they ever were in the beginning and and you'll hear coaches say things like i feel like you're really finding like yourself like the kind of artist you are not only how you sing and the type of music you sing but in how you present yourself visually Right, And that is no different than what you're doing with your business. As we grow, right? And that's why most companies who are rebranding and upgrading their brands and doing these things, updating their websites properly, it's because they want to grow and they're being refined. And it's, it's the same thing. So people on the voice, they start changing, they start, they step into the role, right? They become that next version of themselves. And it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch, right? And so all of a sudden they're they're rep they're kind of like they're showing up differently, I should say. And so if there's one thing I've learned in business, is my second business and I was director of strategic marketing over at WebMD for many years. I have found that, you know, if you want more clients, you need clarity on what that looks like, and you have to be able to show up ready for that that's when the universe will throw it back at you. But if you're not taking these steps, if you're not willing to put in the work to have a professional brand strategy, to set up your website correctly, to, to have sales funnels and and all the proper language and identity and all these things, you're not setting yourself up to do what you need to do. You're, you're just making, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're holding yourself back with limiting beliefs saying, I don't need this, I don't need that, I'm gonna do it this way. Because why do we do that? Because we're uncomfortable with the idea of investing in ourselves and pushing forward to new boundaries and the uncertainty of it all, right? Um, You know, I've been there, we all have. That's part of being an entrepreneur. But at some point, at some point we have to start to evolve to grow and we got to step into that role. So, I hope that gives a better sense. And, you know, as far as that money goes, it's we're building trust. We are going to have more successful sales funnels because we can really pull customers in. We can create more lead generation. Um, and then we also are set up in a way to nurture them and close deals, right? So closing deals is really big. And, and whether it's e-commerce or it's a service company like coaches, course creators, whatever it might be, um, there are sales funnels and brand strategies strategies that you have to kind of think through. And, and that's what I love to do. And I've been doing it for a long time and I'm passionate about it. So that's a process that I go through with people is really setting up the brand strategies. And then, cause I, I know there's a lot of designers out there. They won't tell you this. It's like, why would you ever hand off such an important piece of your business? this real estate that's a sales machine. You hand it off to a designer that's going to design a site. And they're like, yeah, I'll design your site for $2,000. Bing! And they put up a site. They're not they have no growth marketing experience. They don't know how to do high ROI return on investment strategies. They don't know how to get leads and sales cause they haven't done it. They're just designers, you know? So you want someone th- this is what I am excited to bring to the table is because I have tons of experience as a growth marketer and digital strategist creating, you know, strategies for big brands and small brands. And I bring that to the table to set up your business the right way. Um, that, that is you, you got to approach this stuff with the right, um, skill sets and things like that. So it's a really fun process. It it shocks me that designers will create a website without doing a brand strategy first. Even if someone has a brand strategy, now I've worked with clients who make good money and we will go through and we do an audit. It's, I call it an audit because sure you might have a brand strategy, but I need to make sure I understand it and I need to make sure that it's airtight right, to do what we need to do, and so we do an audit, and we can go through and refine those things, and that's important, so, um, you know, again, it's just shocking, people are building websites without going through these steps, and um, it's part of the, the whole process, and you have to do it, so, that's that. I hope that gives you guys some clarity on what branding is really about and how it plays a role in driving revenue. So when you start putting all these pieces together, um, you know business gets exciting and it starts to you, you're setting yourself up with the right uh, tools to scale business. And I think that's something that we all want. So, um, yeah, guys, if you have any feedback, let me know. You can always reach me at adam at changecreator.com. I hope this was helpful. Um, And you know what? If you do reach out, let me know if you want to hear about the brand voice, that workshop as well that I mentioned uh, before we got into this conversation. And if you have questions, just fire them off. And, uh, yeah, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by ChangeCreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.